Welcome to Healing Talks Podcast. I'm your host and life transformation coach, Lori Pinkins. This episode is the last of a series on blind spots. On this episode, we will discuss how to overcome the blind spot of feelings. Stay connected with me by following me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Lori Pinkins. Also, for more information about my life coaching services, visit my website at LoriPinkins.com. The blind spot of feelings can be very complex to overcome because it can literally hinder you from healing. With your feelings and emotion, we take them so personally because when they occur, it's an isolated event. When you feel something, it's not until you vocalize it that others can comprehend or understand what you are thinking or going through. However, feelings are actually an indicator and should not be a dictator on how you move and how you function in life. Through the series of blind spots, we have discussed how to overcome the blind spot of pride, the blind spot of comparison, the blind spot of procrastination, the blind spot of distractions, the blind spot of fear, and the blind spot of people pleasing. All of these blind spots are ruled by our emotions. And until we get our emotions in check, it can derail and deter us from walking into our true healing. As we end this year, it's time to wrap it up with our healing and truly step into our power and authority of who God has called and purposed us to be. But if we allow our feelings and emotions to continuously run rampant and tell us how to move and function, we will be the same person we were this year stepping into the next year. We set New Year's resolutions saying New Year, New Me. But if you do not decide to take new actions and change your mindset, we will only be stepping into a new year with new words. Our actions must match where we would like to see our life headed. How long are we going to stay in a place where we hide ourselves, hide our light, and blame it on the past trauma and abuse that we've experienced. We can't walk through life continuously blaming others for where our life could or should be. How is it that we are able to make decisions about where our career path will be, what foods we're gonna eat, how we're gonna dress on a daily basis without the hindrance of past trauma or abuse? But when it comes to our inner healing journey, making the right decisions about relationships, finances, travel and our future we allow for the feelings from trauma to hold us back this is because once you step over and shine a spotlight on the blind spot of feelings to truly embrace who you're called to be in those areas that's when change is going to come you're going to break forth your light is going to shine so brightly that you're going to attract others to come out of the darkness that their own feelings have also trapped them in to walk as children of light. Ephesians 5a says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Once the truth sets you free and you realize that your feelings have been holding you back, you can no longer walk in that place of ignorance, which is darkness, allowing for your feelings to sway you 
and not really sway you. Your feelings are slamming you down to the ground every time you try to make a decision or step into light or prosperity, success, and abundance. Not just in finances, but an abundance of peace, joy, love, happiness. You seem to continuously attract yourself to chaos and drama and conflict. And you hear oftentimes people say, before the biggest breakthrough and blessing, there's a giant standing at the door. The giant that's standing at the door is your feelings. Lying to you, telling you that you're not worthy. It's gonna take too much work. You might as well stay in your comfort zone. It's comfortable here, it's safe in this place. Don't step out. Don't move out too far. Don't pursue that career. Don't continue your education. Even to the extent of don't forgive that person. Don't try new friendships. Like what is it that says that you can't have what you aspire to? Why are we allowing for our feelings to just run rampant in our mind without rebuking it? The word says, submit ourselves to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Anytime those thought provoking negative words come into your mind, we have to stop in the moment and say, no, I submit myself to God. I resist the devil and you must flee. And then also build up our arsenal with the word of God to combat those negative thoughts to say, no, I am of a royal priesthood seated in heavenly places. Christ came that I may have life and have it more abundantly. I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the borrower. Lack is not my portion. That I will take no thought for tomorrow, but I will seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto me. Healing is a fight, but as we come to the end of this year, we got to wrap it up. Make a decision, make a move. What do you want your life to look like? Will it still look like last year or moving forward into this year? Are you going to put in actionable steps that are measurable to truly transform and heal your life to live happy, healthy and healed? Or will that just be a slogan that you continue to say out of your mouth? The fruit of your life does not bear that you want to change in any way, shape or form. You continue to complain, which continues to put you into this cycle of where your feelings, emotions pull you down into a low space. For me, I had to overcome a lot of obstacles this year with controlling myself and what I eat. Because I would emotionally eat based upon my feelings, it was a vicious cycle of when I felt down, I ate food that was not good for me, but then that food caused for me to feel worse and stay in that low place. So I'm always being sleepy, lacking energy, lagging, fatigue, but it was based upon the foods I was eating, but then I was eating the foods because of my feelings. And Holy Spirit came through, shining his light, as he does with the word of God, leading me into all truth to break the cycle of emotional eating based upon my feelings to truly take hold of the root cause of why I was feeling a particular way. And over the holidays, really confronting, and I really had to take notice of some relationships truly shifted this year. And they shifted for the better. Regardless of the fact that we may not be as close as we used to be, Sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, we are on our own inner healing journey and we have to allow people to heal at their own pace. But we cannot drag people to a level that we want them to be when it's not their time or it may not even be their path. And having to move forward and how Holy Spirit shined a spotlight for me on the blind spot of my feelings 
to break free from them, to not allow for them to indicate whether or not I had a good holiday season or not. Some people are just in our life for a season and we try to make them lifetime connections. And when it's time to sever that tie or to release them and also release yourself to grow and be fruitful in the areas that God has planted you in, that part can be difficult. When you are planting a garden, all the seeds go under the ground and they are planted and watered. But when the plants start to harvest and they start to take root and start to bud, some things may come up and it's a tomato. Other things may come up and it's basil, thyme, oregano. But at first, when everything was planted, they were all just seeds being watered in the same ground. But when it was time to spring forth, you started to see the fruit that each seed was bearing. That's how it is in the transitions and the relationships in our life. Sometimes we're all planted in the same area, but when it's time to bear fruit, we're just a different taste. We have to allow people to grow in the season and in the space that is for them. And when it's time or it's meant to come back together, allow for that integration of relationships to happen with an open heart and forgiveness if there is repentance. Ruth was a Moabite who lost her husband, her brother-in-law, and her father-in-law, but she still decided to walk in obedience and follow her mother-in-law, Naomi. And through her obedience, not only did she change the life of her mother-in-law and change her life, she stepped into a divine bloodline by marrying her husband, Boaz, and having her son, Obed. Ruth, I'm sure, was grieving. But even in her grief, she refused to leave the side of her mother-in-law, Naomi, which is a depiction. No matter how hard life gets, we cannot let go of God's hand. God wants us and desires for us to be happy, healthy, and healed. He says that he wishes for no man to perish, but that we all will prosper. Healing is prosperity to our mind with an abundance of joy, peace, love, so that we have a sound mind, that we're anxious for nothing, that the noise is quieted because we cast all our cares upon him. Time and time again in the word of God, God requesting and beckoning us to give him the cares of this world, to transform our mind, to take on the mind of Christ. But with healing, sometimes we think it's just going to be this easy journey full of TikTok memes and Instagram posts that if we keep sharing memes and posting when we feel enlightened or encouraged that that is healing but what about the times when you want to give up what about the times of the healing journey when it's no longer fun will you still stand true to the process and not allow for your feelings to dictate the actions that you are supposed to take just because you don't feel like doing something does not mean that it's the wrong thing to do there is no good thing that dwells in our flesh our feelings dwell in our flesh this is why we have to walk by the Spirit so that we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh, which is our feelings. Our feelings are buried so deep into our experiences because oftentimes what we feel is based upon what we have experienced or what we fear experiencing based upon what we may have seen others experience. Our feelings are not always wrong. However, they cannot be the base reason of why we do things. So how do you know if you're dealing with the blind spot of feelings? Here are some signs. You have difficulty eating, loss of interest in daily activities, you're fatigued, 
You may feel helpless or hopeless, like everything's out of your control. You avoid family and friends. You may be dizzy often, have weight problems where your weight fluctuates up and down due to your lack of appetite. You're irritable, have an insomnia, difficulty concentrating, depression, anxiety. You feel overwhelmed. You may even have memory problems. Some people even to the extent suffer from high blood pressure. With allowing your emotions and feelings to dictate how you move, it brings you to a place of emotional stress. And emotional stress is a type of stress that can cause you to feel intense reactions to negative emotions. So you basically are just all over the place. You've seen people like this, it's just any hot button issue just sets them off like a ticking time bomb. They are easily offended. Everything gets to them. Nobody can say anything to them. Or on the other end, they're just highly sensitive. They withdraw. They cry often. It, it really is almost insufferable to be around them because you feel like you can never get anything right. And not just dealing with people, but if you're dealing with this yourself, you feel like yourself, you can't get anything right. And it's a key sign that you're dealing with the blind spot of feelings is confusion. You always confuse. You don't know left from right. You don't know what you're hearing. You don't know what you're seeing. And this all stems from the trauma and abuse that you have suffered in the past because your abusers wanted you to cover up exactly what was happening to you, whether it was sexual, physical, emotional, financial, psychological abuse, whatever form of abuse you've ever suffered, the person who was abusing you or persons who were abusing you did not want you to let other people know that it was going on. And this can happen more than just in interpersonal relationships. It also happens in the business world, the corporate sphere, where you may be dealing with a boss or supervisor who has narcissistic tendencies and they are always condescending to you. And they may do this publicly or privately, but then when you go to confront them, they act as if they never said anything or they're just holding you to certain standards and stats that were listed in your job description. But in all actuality, you know for sure that it's emotional and psychological abuse that you're experiencing on this job. But you're not able to express it. You're not able to confront it because you don't feel safe. You have to cover it up and it's kind of something you just kind of suffer through. And you see this in the work atmosphere. You walk past people's desks and they got all these caffeine products. They got drinking Coke in the morning, coffee in the afternoon, smoking on their lunch break. All of this is to combat and deal with the stress. And then you can't even really have a conversation with them because everything sets them off because they are in high intensity. When you have experienced trauma, it sets you to be into the fight or flight mode, but it never turns off. And this is why your feelings start to dictate your life because that fight or flight, you're not supposed to always be in survival mode where you always feel like you got to protect yourself. At what point is your mind at ease? And oftentimes, if you are in an abusive relationship with your employer, that's just mirroring what's going on within yourself and what's going on at home. Trauma triggers you to be in emotional stress because when you experience trauma, it's a shock to your brain waves that activates that fight or flight response where you will either fight, flight, or freeze. Oftentimes, when you experience the abuse, you tried to fight, you tried to flee, but eventually you just had to freeze because the abuser overpowered you, whether physically or psychologically, where you just felt stuck, you felt trapped. And not only were you physically trapped in the experience, that experience got trapped into your nervous system. 
So yes, you may not be the cause of why you have this blind spot of feelings where it's just dictating you here and there, but you do have the power to overcome it through the blood of the lamb. Greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. You have to build your faith continuously. That is an essential part of healing, building your faith through the word of God. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. All the psychological theories and practices of mindfulness and gratitude and journaling and affirmations is nothing outside of the word of God. It's not effective enough alone to combat and destroy the blind spot of feelings. Why not go to the true remedy instead of trying to piece together some pseudo healing that circumvents the word of God. So that's like going to Dollar Tree to get the sinus pressure medicine instead of going right into Walgreens to get Flonase. Why do you keep going the cheap route of your healing? What have you been saying to yourself that justifies you staying in this low place, this low state of mind? It's no longer acceptable because there's no longer an excuse. We have shined the blind spot on all the areas in our life. And now we have come to this giant of our feelings that we ourselves must combat. No one else is responsible for how we feel. And once you take your power back of your feelings and emotions from those who have abused you, those who are trying to abuse you, once you take that back, you step into a new level of authority where you are no longer swayed. You can see the enemy coming 10 steps back and just look at him and laugh and speak the word of God and like, bro, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rise against me in the day of judgment, I shall condemn. You look at it coming, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they mighty through God by the pulling down the strongholds, casting down every wicked imaginations that rise it against the knowledge of Christ and bringing it into the obedience of Christ. You combat it with the word of God. And the word of God is what gives you a power and authority, not embracing anxiety, not embracing depression, not embracing bipolarness. It's not funny. It's not cute to be out of control. And I always tell this to my children. Anytime you see an adult that's not able to control their emotions, they're a child. I don't care what atmosphere it's in. I don't care if it's sports, business, relationships, going off, wilding out having wild emotional outbursts because you felt it in the moment or you deemed it appropriate in the moment is childish. When we were children, we thought as a child, now that we are women, we will walk as virtuous women of God that he has called us to be. We are not to blame for the abuse that has happened to us, but we're going to wrap it up this year. Enough is enough. We are overcoming the blind spot of our feelings, bringing them into the obedience of the word of God. We are capturing them. Reach out your hand, Grab that feeling and you slam it down. You no longer allow that feeling to slam you down where you in a place of depression. You can't get out the bed. So no longer will we allow these feelings and emotions to drag us through life. And we give so much credit to the devil. Yes, the enemy is working in this world. He is the prince of this world. But we also have to contend with our flesh. We are only drawn away and tempted by our own lust and desires. Something within us continues to come into agreement with depression, lack, low self-esteem, anxiety, depression. Until we rise up within ourselves and stand up against it, it's not gonna stop trying to come towards us. But once we crush it and annihilate it, we 
overcome it. We are stepping on it now instead of it stepping on us. No longer will it, our feelings and emotions slap us in the face, but we're going to be stepping on top of it. Like, no, my emotions don't rule me. Do it even if you don't feel like it. It's not about how you feel. You will your body to do it. So what? I don't feel like working out. We go into the gym. So what? I don't feel like eating healthy. I'm not buying that crap anymore. At some point, we have to step into boldness and courage and talk back to these false feelings and emotions appearing as reality when it's really only a smokescreen. It only becomes reality when we speak it into existence. So why is it that we can speak with so much courage and boldness when it comes to negative things in this world? But when it comes to starting to speak to who we are in Christ, to say, you know what? I'm going to let my light so shine before men that they will see my good works, but glorify my father in heaven, regardless of what I've been through. Ruth, when it was time for her to glean in the field, she wasn't out there talking about, oh, I lost my husband. Oh, I lost my father-in-law. Oh, I lost my brother-in-law. She went and was obedient to what her mother-in-law told her to do. And Boaz noticed her working hard. Our opportunities are going to notice us doing the work of the Lord. If you're looking for a spouse, your spouse is going to notice you doing the work of the Lord. Through that process, she was healing. Every time she gleaned that corn, I'm pretty sure it was hard. She was one of the hardest workers out there. Nobody's saying it is going to be easy to do the work, pick ourselves up and leave everything behind in 2023 and step into who God has truly called us to be. Ruth had the option to go back home because her sister-in-law Orpha was like, all right, deuces. Naomi asked him twice, like, hey, I don't even have nothing for you. Even if I get married now and I have sons, they ain't going to be able to marry y'all. Like, what I'm going to do? Orpha was like, second time Naomi said it, Orpha was like, all right, deuces, going back home. Ruth was like, I'm not leaving you. It's me and you. We rocking to the end. She was loyal to the process. And through her loyalty of saying, I'm sticking with this. I'm sticking with my healing. She stepped into divine order. Your feelings are holding you back from the divine purpose God has for you. You asking God, seeking God for so many things. And like, God, I didn't get these answers in 2023. What's going on? God said, I'm looking for you to be loyal to the process. I'm looking for you to let go of what you feel because it's not true. It's not even bearing any fruit. You keep trying to make everything around you come into agreement with how you're feeling. Oh, I feel sad, but your life is prospering. You even being able to say that you're sad, you're still alive. You made it through 2023 despite all the obstacles that happen in this world. That's a blessing. Shining a light on the truth will break forth the light for you to shine and overcome the blind spot of feelings. Because them feelings can lie to you, baby. Them feelings can tell you you love something that you don't love. Them feelings can tell you that you hate something that you don't hate. Oh, I don't like being around people. I used to say that. That's why I don't come into agreement with any characteristics that are outside of the Holy Spirit. Because who told you you was an introvert? No, you're not an introvert. You are scared of being around people because you need to heal from those trauma wounds and triggers. Once you heal those trauma wounds and triggers, you're going to attract people who are healed and no longer hurt you but as long as those wounds are still open yeah you're gonna keep attracting people who gonna hurt you because they can smell it it's blood in the water baby they know exactly how to manipulate you and how to trigger you so you wonder why you keep getting in the same relationships friendships careers where it's like i keep meeting the same person over and over when you take that power back from your feelings and emotions and truly heal 
you will no longer give off that scent of someone who's been traumatized and who is open to receiving more trauma. And understandably, with the amount of trauma you may have experienced, your body can't make sense or recognize what's going on. It doesn't know the difference between physical and emotional danger. So that's why you're always on edge and why your feelings have been dictating your life thus far. But that's okay because we're going to overcome the blind spot of feelings, which is emotional distress today. So what are some barriers that we need to overcome in order to heal? Some may be food sensitivities. Literally, what are you putting in your mouth? If you are eating a high carb, high sugar, high salt diet, that is pulling you all the way down. You are not feeding your body the proper nutrients necessary for you to even function. In order to overcome this, you must start feeding your body nutrient-dense foods with primarily leafy greens. Leafy greens are rich in all kinds of vitamins and minerals that infuse into your bloodstream to allow for your brain to function properly. Another barrier to your healing is environmental toxicity, being surrounded around the wrong people. Oftentimes we gravitate to people who have gone through or are going through the same thing that we are experiencing. But in order to grow, you must be around who have already accomplished or who are headed in the same direction that your goals are set. This requires for you to go to therapy, get some help, talk to somebody about what you have gone through, whether this is a licensed therapist, a life coach, someone who you can discern has pure intentions and will lead and guide you to a higher path. You cannot stay around the same people, same environments, talking about the same things as they did all 2023 going into 2024. Talking about how everything in life has held them back and how they can't do nothing and how it's impossible. When the word of God says nothing is impossible with God. Stop being around lazy people who don't want to do the work. 2023 showed us who wants to do the work and who does not. Look at the fruit that their life is bearing. Either they did the work or they did not. You can no longer carry the burden of other people who don't want to do their own healing work. This is not say that you give up on people in prayer and who Holy Spirit has assigned you to because we are called to serve other people. A primary part of our purpose on this earth is to go ye therefore and make disciples, which are people who don't even know that they're lost. Some people you're going to have to go along and actually help them and walk them through the process of healing. I'm speaking of the aspect of people who want to drag you down in your healing process, who you know their intentions are not pure for you. Because every time you talk to them about an accomplishment or about another healing process or something that you have to do for your healing, it's always met with negativity. Oh, it don't take all that. Oh, you can do that at home. Oh, you ain't got to be doing that. Oh, why are you doing all that? Stop talking to them about it. Even if it's close family members or friends, everybody's not meant to be a part of every part of your healing journey. What you do is categorize your friends and family by putting up boundaries. You're going to have to put a muzzle on your mouth about what you talk about with certain people when you know that they don't support you in that area. Yes, you can still love them. That just means they're not meant to grow with you in that particular area. For example, everybody don't like cooking, so you don't invite them in the kitchen when it's time to cook. But when it's time to serve the meal, okay, come on, let's all enjoy. Let's go out to dinner. Okay, I cooked up this meal for you. 
But if they're in the kitchen and they're complaining, all they're doing is being a distraction. In your healing journey, people who are complaining, murmuring and complaining are just distractions. The children of Israel murmured and complained and wandered in the wilderness for 40 years until Joshua and his boys stepped up and was like, man, we can take this land. They ain't giants, they grasshoppers in our sight. Like, come on, get people who are gonna help you change your perspective in life. How long are you gonna keep thinking these grasshoppers is giants when you can overcome it? Fear, anxiety, doubt, worry, them things is grasshoppers. You the giant. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Wrap it up. Enough is enough. 2023 is a wrap. We done with all that stuff from the past. 2024, we walking in our divine purpose and who God has called us to be. And if anybody got a problem with your boldness, tell them to talk to God about it because he the one that gave it to you. He told Joshua to be bold and courageous. So if he's telling his children when it's time to go to war, when it's time to come up against these people who are appearing as giants to be bold and courageous, why are you coming with this timidity? No, we have the attributes of Christ. When you read the Beatitudes, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus was not playing no games. He wasn't playing no games when it came to the enemy. He wasn't playing no games with disbelief. He came with it with power and authority. Now the people who he came to heal, Jesus was very empathetic and kind towards them, but he also rebuked them for their disbelief. And even after healing them, like, hey, go and sin no more. Like, yeah, I sinned, I didn't heal you from this, but don't do that mess no more. We gotta be able to walk in a certain level of courage and boldness when we speak and stop being timid when it comes to people who are deterring us and being major distractions to our healing process. A barrier to our healing can be the foods that we eat. A barrier to our healing can be our toxic environment. Another barrier to our healing can be emotional and mental challenges. This is where that trauma has burrowed itself into our brainwaves, where we don't even realize that we're responding in a particular way because we just feel like it's our personality. But this is when we decide to walk after the fruit of the spirit, as Galatians 5.22 says where we no longer identify with the characteristics of this world. So we start to lay aside no more zodiac signs, no more saying I'm introvert or extrovert, no more I'm a boss diva, especially independent women. Pick that up, throw that away in a trash can because we depended on God for everything. Regardless if we are boss in our own right, when it comes to corporate America, when we get home, we submit to our husbands. And first of all, we submit to God. Any attribute that you have taken on, ask Holy Spirit to reveal it to you and say, Holy Spirit, I only walk after the characteristics of you. And because these emotions can be so burrowed into our personality, this may require for you to consecrate, fast and pray on a continuous basis. Because with you fasting, by denying yourself food for a particular amount of time, we have to understand the power of it to kill our flesh in order for us to truly heal and overcome the blind spot of feelings. So with fasting, Holy Spirit may lead you to where you're not eating from 12 to 12. And during that time, you praying and spending time in the presence of God. However, Holy Spirit leads you to. But in that time, you're going to be killing your flesh. You're literally going to start feeling a transformation of your mind where you're going to start questioning things too. Like, hold on, why did I ever, wait a minute. Why did I ever think that way? Why did I ever desire that? Where did that come from? It's going to start changing your appetite emotionally 
and physically where you're going to start to even eat different because you may have got up the first thing in the morning, you get up and you go get a muffin and coffee. If you're fasting during those times, you're like, hold up, why did I even desire to always go to sugar and carbs first thing in the morning? Where'd that come from? And it may be buried down deep in when I was a child and I woke up, I had to get myself ready for school. So I go for coffee and muffins to provide myself comfort. You never know what Holy Spirit is going to reveal to you in those times, but it will require crucifying of your flesh to get to the root cause of why these feelings have burrowed itself so deeply in your brain. Harping on the fact you may also need to go to therapy. Talk to a licensed professional about what is going on with you because people can see what is going on with you. You can't see it because the flashlight is shining right in your face, blinding you to what's truly going on. But other people standing back, they can also see the other elements surrounding you that's causing you to respond in such a way where they'll actually say, hold up, let's turn, pull the flashlight back and let's actually just turn it off. So we're going to pull back the lens on the trauma and the abuse you've experienced. And let's turn that all the way off. Turn off all those triggers. And you'll be able to start seeing more clearly because the scales have been lifted from your eyes. There's no longer a veil of that abuse and trauma that you respond through. But now the true authentic you can start to shine through. So we have discussed signs you may be dealing with the blind spot of feelings, which is emotional distress. We have discussed the barriers to your healing. Now let's discuss how do you heal from the blind spot of feelings? Number one, prayer, fasting, worship to God. He says in his word to be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, make your requests made known unto God. Also, we have not because we ask not. Sometimes these feelings are lingering because we won't open our mouth and talk to God about it. We talk to everybody else but God. You call your mama, daddy, spouse, friends, cousins, uncles, brothers, post it all on online a whole dissertation about how you feel about a particular area in your life, but you won't talk to God. That's the problem. God's waiting for you. Like, daughter, come here. Come on. Come lay on daddy's chest. Let me hold you. Let me let you feel the embrace of a love that's never changing. There's no depth or height that is able to separate us from the love of God. Our iniquities and sin is what separates us from God. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So when you are angry and you are lashing out, that is not the righteousness of God. I don't care how you feel. God's saying, yeah, come to me. Be vulnerable to me. God is the only one who you can trust with that amount of vulnerability. Everybody else does not deserve to see you that vulnerable. It's not that it's a weakness, but people will take advantage of you when you continuously display your vulnerabilities. Allow for God to build you up as you pray to him in those areas because he said, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Allow God to perfect those areas in you that have been broken by other people. Allow him to heal those emotions and feelings so you no longer respond out of anger, fear, doubt, anxiety. Let him in and then worship him just because he is God. Not because you want anything, just because of who he is. When that presence sets in of God, that peace that surpasses all understanding overtakes you, your heart will do nothing else but cry out. 
And it's not about rushing time for God at the end of the day, but it's about carving out a significant amount of time for God throughout your day. First thing you do when you wake up in the morning, even if it requires for you to get up an hour earlier, spend time with God. Go pray. Don't wake up the children. Don't wake your spouse up. Just go spend time with God. Even if it's when you're at the gym, you got your headphones on, you listening to worship music, you talking to God. It's time that we stop making spending time with God so complex or as if it's a burden or it's like it's getting on our nerves. Oh, I got to pray. Excuse me. We talking about the most high God, the creator of the universe. And we're disparaged because we got to spend time with him and talk to him in order for him to make our path straight, for him to order our steps because they already ordered but we in a standstill because we won't go talk to him about what the next step is. We sit in there having a tantrum tantrum in our feelings and emotions. And God's like, yeah, I hear you, daughter. I know all I see y'all. I'm just waiting for you to talk to me about it. And we can't question God. Like, oh, why I got to talk to God about it? He already know because he says so. That's what his word says. His word will never fall to the ground or come back void. So speak his word instead of how you quote unquote feel. Walking in your own truth, which is a lie, because there's no good thing that dwells in our flesh. So your feelings been lying to you your entire life. No, it was not fair. The abuse you endured it is not fair. Let me say that again. Trauma survivor. It was not fair. The abuse you endured. But it's time to overcome it and let it go. Forgive the people who have caused you harm. God will deal with them accordingly. It's not for you to even look for the judgment that's coming or that has already come or to glorify in it. Release them so that you can truly heal and you're able to release it by prayer because it's not within your own strength that you can even forgive. Something so egregious that has happened to you, you think you within your own willpower can forgive someone? No, the Holy Spirit. That's when you truly start to shine forth the glory of God. That men see your good work, but glorify your father in heaven. They're going to start to say, wait a minute. How in the world did she forgive that person after all they have taken her through? It's only the glory of God. To God be the glory. That peace overtakes you. And we've already discussed the benefits of fasting. Another way to overcome the blind spot of feelings is to exercise. Physically exercise to work that trauma out of your body that has been trapped in different areas. There are scientific studies that show that different types of trauma can be trapped in your body and show up in different ailments and diseases and illnesses. So exercising will begin to work those things out of your body where you're going to feel rejuvenated. You're going to feel refreshed. You're going to feel energized for the journey ahead. Emotional eating only further drags you down. But when you start to exercise, you will no longer even desire those foods because you're going to understand what it's going to take for your body to work it off. So exercising has a vast array of benefits for your healing journey to overcome the blind spot of feelings. Because exercising releases good chemicals in your brain that helps in, to improve your mood. Another way to overcome the blind spot of feelings is to set a daily and weekly routine. So as we step into 2024, break down these 12 months into four weeks. Take life in bite-sized amounts instead of becoming overwhelmed by these huge goals that you want to accomplish in 365 days. Take it one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time. So for January, break January up into four weeks. Break those four weeks up into seven days and take it one day at a time. Week one, 
I'm going to pray and fast and come against anxiety. Week two, I'm going to meal prep and make sure that I exercise. Week three, I'm going to make sure that the house is clean on a weekly basis. Week four, I'm going to set a date to go out with friends and experience new things. Take it in bite-sized amount. You have survived so much through your life and in 2023. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. You have made it and you are going to continue to make it. It's only up from here. See how accomplished you're going to feel when you start to take life one day at a time. Instead of, oh man, I didn't get it done today, so you discount the whole month. Like, oh man, I ain't even go to the grocery store to meal prep this week. And then next week, oh, I'm just going to eat out. The week after that, oh, and you just kicked everything that you decided to do <laughs> at the beginning of the year to the side. No, 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 no. Taking one day at a time. Like, okay, today I may have made an unhealthy food choice. Tomorrow, my meal is prepped. I'm going to make better choices. Okay, today, this triggered me to emotionally eat. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to be aware around this time. Usually when I carb crash about 3 (laughs) o'clock. If you work in corporate America, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to go to the vending machine. I already got my apples and peanut butter ready for me because I just want something crunchy. Take it day by day in bite-sized amounts to truly evaluate how you're feeling in the moment and why you're feeling that way and overcome it with the Word of God. So not only are we setting daily, weekly, and monthly goals, we're going to incorporate the Word of God to every week we learn a new scripture. It's not hard when you turn off social media and the TV. Write your scripture on a sticky note. Put it on your mirror. Take a screenshot of it on your Bible app and add it as your wallpaper. That way you hide the Word of God in your heart so you won't sin against Him. You meditate on His Word both day and night. That his word will be a lamp into your feet and a light into your path to lead and guide you out of this blind spot of feelings because 2023 is a wrap. That unhealed version of us, it's a wrap. 2024, we walking into our divine purpose. So we're going to pray. And as you know, this prayer is going to be on LoriPinkins.com. And when I say LoriPinkins.com, it is under the latest episodes You just click on the episode and go to the timestamp where the prayer is to repeat this prayer and to become your prayer and a declaration to say, I will no longer walk after the feelings that dwell in my flesh, but I will walk after the spirit and walk in my divine authority and purpose that God has called me to. Feel free to share this episode with anyone you feel will benefit from overcoming the blind spot of feelings. Most gracious and kind, Father, we come before your throne of grace. Thank you, Father, for another opportunity just to say thank you. You have brought us through another year unscathed. Although we may battle scars and a little fatigue, we know, Father, that you will be our strength and that we will not be put to shame when we place our trust in you. So, Father, we repent for allowing our feelings to dictate our actions anytime this year. And we move forward and step into the abundance and prosperity that you have called us to, to walk in our divine purpose. We leave those things behind, forgetting those things of yesterday and yesteryear, to allow our light to shine forth. As we step into the abundance and all you have called us to be, we will cultivate the gifts that you have blessed us with. For we know that every good and perfect gift coming down from you, Father, the Father of lights, and with there is no variableness or shadow, 
There's no darkness in you, Father, so we no longer walk in the darkness or confusion of our feelings. We crush, annihilate, cast down confusion, for you are not the author of it, Father, but of peace. So we ask for supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding, as we may not understand the things and people that you are asking for us to let go of as we step into our healing. We may not understand the feelings and emotions that rise up and try to hold us into the old version of who we used to be, but we break forth as the children of light that you have called us to be, to show the healed version and wholeness that only exists in Christ. We will no longer rely on our willpower or our own ignorance as strength to heal, but we will speak your word, which will never return back void. We will speak your word as you spoke in Genesis. You spoke light, Father, and there was light, and the light was good, and you divided the light from the darkness. So we allow for your word to break forth in our life to separate our feelings from darkness. We won't take on the notion of be afraid and do it anyway, but we will crush and annihilate fear. We won't take on the mind frame or speak those characteristics that are outside of Holy Spirit, but we will only walk after the Spirit so we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We silence the voice of the enemy and his false deceitful workers that try to transform themselves into the image of light. We cut off and we guard our eye gates and our ear gates tries to soothe our itching ears only adhere to sound doctrine by being students of your word we will study to show ourselves approved rightly dividing the word of truth for the truth shall set us free allow for holy spirit to lead and guide us into all truth so that our feelings no longer deceive us into believing false realities we call forth the lion of judah to roar in every area of our life to loose the shackles of false feelings of emo and emotions that have been barriers to our healing. We break forth and cut off fear, anxiety, worry, doubt, regret, unworthiness, and we loose and call forth confidence, courage, boldness, peace of mind. We will walk in clarity, no longer with the scales of our feelings, emotions, guiding us into further darkness, but we walk in your light. We thank you, Lord, and we love you. Amen. We bind all counterattacks in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in peace. And remember, everything the enemy had planned for your life is going up in smoke. Until our next episode, be blessed. 2023 is a wrap. Thank mm -hmm. you.